The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is February 23rd, currently 12, sorry, 11.04 on the East Coast, here to get into the NBA. We're back. We're actually back from the All-Star break. Uh, final stretch of the regular season here, but joining me here to break down the NBA betting card on this uh, Thursday night. You guys know him as the newest voice on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Ready to crush some more prop bets and bets. My main man, Delante. Delante, what's going on, my man? What's up, man? Glad to be back. Glad the NBA is back. I could stop losing on uh, losing on bad beats in, in college basketball. Uh, hoping everything, uh, like injury-wise, works out good for everybody. Hope they got rested up and uh, ready for a good second half of the NBA season. Yeah, man, hopefully it's a good uh, NBA season for all of us or final stretch of the regular season. We've been having a pretty good, pretty good stretch here in the first half of the regular season. Hopefully we can carry that momentum into the final about 23 to 25 games for the rest of the season and then getting into the playoffs where we really uh, we really crush the books. But also joining us today, I'm just going to go ahead and do this because I, I can do whatever the hell I want. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Is this the birthday song you will play? Happy birthday. Give me the Stevie Wonder version. Where's the Stevie Wonder version? I was trying to find something better. I just couldn't. Yeah, where's the Stevie Wonder version at? I'll have to dig that up before the show ends. (laughs) I need that one. I can't can't turn up this one, but I appreciate it. Appreciate Uh, it. Joining us. The birthday boy, February 23rd. Happy birthday to my man, Terrell. Terrell, how you feeling today, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Another year of life, another year of celebrating. And oh, my gosh, I I share my birthday with a lot of people. So we're going to talk about that a little later. But definitely appreciate all the love. Appreciate everybody listening. And appreciate the gifts. I'm not a, I'm not above asking for gifts. I love gifts. Let me just go ahead and throw this up there since we're talking about gifts. Everybody's want gifts. I, I love gifts. So uh, let's just throw that up. Let's just leave that there for the rest of the show and let people see. I mean, but you know, you know, you just you wanna you wanna show me some love. Like show me some love. Nah. Nah, for real though. I appreciate everybody. Thanks for all the love. All right. So what's the big plans for tonight, man? Where's the party at? Oh man, it's not tonight. It's on Saturday. Party All on right, Saturday. There we go. It's, it's still it's still a Thursday. We're not gonna go crazy on a Thursday, <laughs> but, but we'll be we'll be up on Saturday. Back in the A&T days, we would go crazy on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those <laughs> days are long behind us now. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the Rudy Gobert year, is it? Oh, oh man, Rudy Go. <laughs> <laughs> No. no. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into more birthday stuff throughout the podcast, and I'm sure Terrell's going to have a very, very special birthday parlay. 
at the uh, end of the show. Um, oh, it's again, already in the works. Yeah, and he already we already have a couple other birthdays in the association today. So um, I think what we have a nine, eight to nine game schedule, gentlemen. So let's just dive right into it, man. Let's get into the first game here tonight uh, for the NBA action. We'll go over to uh, Cleveland where the Denver Nuggets head to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, this number opened up in favor of the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I think it was at two and a half when I saw it. Let me get up the latest odds here. Yeah, open up at two. That number has pretty much stayed the course at minus two right now for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Total open up at 221 and a half. Uh, starting to see some 222 and a halves pop up as well as 223s. Uh, let's check the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, pretty clean. Ricky Rubio is the only one that's going to be out here tonight. For the Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray, I think he did say that he is going to be playing in this game. Uh, Zeke Nagy is going to be out for this game. Aaron Gordon is also going to be out for this game for the Denver Nuggets. He is dealing with the left rib contusion. Uh, and Jack White is also out for the Denver Nuggets. He's on a two-way G League contract. Um, Terrell, why don't you lead us off with this one, my man? Uh, Denver Nuggets visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers because there's also, in addition to your birthday, another birthday in this game. Yes, sir. First of the birthday games. I'm glad we kicked it off with this one. Jamal Murray, my brother. Happy birthday, my brother. So, mm -hmm. of course, I'm all over Jamal Murray props. Now, he hasn't had the most enthusiastic birthdays, if we're quite being honest. He actually had an almost triple-double on his birthday one year. Nine points, nine rebounds, seven assists in 35 minutes. But you have a 19-point game in 35 minutes, a 24-point game in 38 minutes. So really, really not the big blow-up game that we're looking for, which only means it's going to happen today. I'm on Jamal Murray, over 22.5 points. Twenty, uh, That's like minus 110. You got 25-plus points at plus 135, 30-plus points at plus 380, and 35 plus points at 11 to 1. And honestly, like, aside from it being his birthday, I actually like this matchup for him. When you look at Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, you're not really worried about them too, too much as on ball defenders. Darius Garland is a little bit more of a transition opportunistic guy where he can get a bunch of steals, but straight up one on one guarding, I'm not really too concerned about that. And Jamal Murray has the skill set where he can score the basketball in a bunch of different ways. He doesn't have to go inside the paint to score the basketball. He can shoot the mid-range. He can shoot the three. So I think this is actually a pretty decent matchup for him. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see this Denver team in the second half of the season. That was a really, really strong first half. Well, it was more than first half. But before All-Star break, it was a really, really strong season for the Denver Nuggets. Now they got about 20-something games left. And trying to lock up that one seed. So it'll be interesting to see how they come off of that long layoff on the road. Uh, I think Cleveland has a little bit too much side, size on the inside, but it's my guy Jamal Murray birthday. I'm not picking against them. So give me Denver plus two and a half. All right. Denver plus two and a half for uh, Terrell. Um, Delonte, what do you got for this game, man? Yeah, it's pretty much strength on uh, on strength with Denver's offense and uh, Cleveland's defense. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Cleveland is uh, number one in, in defensive rating, uh, not far behind uh, in offensive rating, and they're tenth in offensive rating. Uh, Denver they get a lot of flack for you know their defense, but 
they have been playing bit where well, they had been playing better defense um as of late uh at the last 10 games uh they were ninth in defensive rating so you know trending up probably a little bit more noise in those numbers when you you know factor in some of the opponents they play but uh not bad on the road uh the 12 and 16 ats on the road and a lot of those times they're land numbers so uh i don't have the numbers of when they're a dog on the road but it should be a little bit better uh, on the road as a dog if they you know were a dog anytime on the road but they've allowed to their defense they've allowed under 110 points in three straight games um the thing that does worry me is they turn the ball over at a high rate, a 24th in turnover percentage offense. And Cleveland, that's playing in the Cleveland's hands, being a defensive team. They turn teams over at the fourth highest rate. Uh, so that's an advantage for, for Cleveland. And Ray was talking about the size. I think the size will play a factor. Aaron Gordon is out. So that's leaning more on, you know, Michael Porter Jr. And we all know he's not, defense is not his strong suit. So I, I like the Cavs here, laying a short number. They're one of the best home teams in the NBA, actually tied for first uh, best. ATS teams at home, 2010 and 1. Uh, they also are 60% ATS as a favorite. Um, I don't want to go, you know, I went over the defensive numbers, number one defense in all of the NBA, allowed under 90 twice and under 110 in four of the last five games. So uh, I like the Cavs here. Um, I think they can be able to impose their will on the inside because, you know, Denver doesn't have a lot of rim protection. Uh, in the first game, they uh, lo- they lost by 13, and that was without Mitchell. I think they pretty much controlled that game. I know a lot has changed since then. But, uh, yeah, I like the Cavs here to get it done at home and a short number. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to a side here. Um, obviously, the numbers are overwhelming for Cleveland at home, where they've, I think, been one of the best home uh, teams, at least against the spread, 2010-1 against the spread at home, 10-19, uh, sorry, 19-10-1 against the spread as a home favorite. Um it's going to be interesting to see the matchup, like Terrell's mentioning, the size inside for uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley on how effective uh, Joker is tonight against those going up against those two guys. Um, I'd probably just lean with Cleveland here as well just because they are at home. They've been, you know, Delonte, you mentioned they've been a great defensive team. Um, they've been, like I mentioned, the numbers with the ATS, they've been really good at home. The matchups, I think that Terrell hit the nail on the head that Jamal Murray should have a big night just because, you know, with – Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland that back uh, in the backcourt for the for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that's something that Jamal Murray will be taking advantage of. So definitely going to be on his points here tonight. Um, as far as the total here, guys, uh, Delonte, do you have anything on the total that's currently sitting at two twenty two and a half? Yeah, I lean under um, simply because of Cleveland's defense and the way Denver has been playing defensively. I think that some of the things that Denver does well offensively can be combated with uh, the size and length on the wing of um, of Cleveland. The thing is, the matchup is probably going to dictate what go like what goes which way is uh, Evan Mobley and Michael Porter Jr. So Michael Porter Jr. is going to have to take more of a role being that Aaron Gordon is out. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be looking at that matchup to see who dictates what. And uh, I like the under. I think both teams will play some good defense. And offenses might be a little bit rusty coming out. So I, I like a lot of unders coming out of the gate um, and out of the All-Star weekend. So uh, I'll be on a lot of unders. And then starting with this one, I just like both teams defensively. Yeah, I think just to answer Jake's question, I don't think that Murray's on a uh, minutes restriction anymore. Um, but I think I'll try to dig that up. But I don't think that he is on a minutes restriction. Uh, Terrell, any thoughts on the total? No. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lean under here. Normally, you know, look at these non-conference games. I typically go over. But the Cavs have 
excuse me, the Cavs have just been really, really good to the under in non-conference games. Uh, now they're currently sitting at 14 and 14. So they, there was some buyback on the over in the past couple of games that they played against the Western conference, but I'm going back to how they were for the majority of the season. As Delonte said, maybe a little rust after this all-star break, especially for such an offense like Denver, if they're not scoring, then I really think that they're dead in the water. So uh, I'm going to lean under a little bit, but not too, too much of a strong lean on that. Yeah, I would probably lean towards the under as well. Not an official play for me, but um, again, Russ may be there for both of these teams um, coming out of the all-star break. And again, defensively, we talked about the numbers for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Troy, you already mentioned Jamal Murray player props. Any other player props you're looking at in this game? Uh, I'm back on Evan Mobley, man. Evan Mobley, they... Bickerstaff has really unleashed Evan Mobley over the past month, and I'm going to keep rolling with it and saying that they're able to uh, just keep utilizing him. The Cavs have been playing their best basketball recently, and it's because Evan Mobley has been the center. Well, not the centerpiece, but he's been getting a lot of looks, and they've Mm -hmm. been taking a very, very intentional effort of giving him the ball in space, letting him go to work. So I'll take Evan Mobley over what's his points prop at? Is it 16 uh, and a half? 17 still? and a half. I see 17 and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll buy 17 and a half. He's, he's been really good, man. All right. Um, player props. Yeah. He, uh, real kind of stole mine. I was on the Mobley, uh, over points. He, he's over and four the last five. Um, also I like his rebounds under, uh, nine and a half. I thought was a little bit too high. Uh, he's only went over in one of the last six games. Uh, like I said, he's going to be chasing around Michael Porter Jr. Uh, on the perimeter. So Jared Allen is likely to, you know, be in the center of that defense cleaning up for the rebound. So I like his rebounds under nine and a half. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., uh, like his threes over uh, two and a half. You know, spoke on him and Mobley's matchup. Uh, he'll probably be more prone to shooting jumpers rather than going, going by him and meeting Jared Allen at the rim. Not sure if he's ready to take – you know, a lot of that punishment going to the line. Um, he's over at nine of the last 11, uh, nine of the last 11. And Cleveland has a great defense, but their long weakness is defending the three, uh, the 20th and effective three-point percentage. So I like uh, Michael Porter Jr. over two and a half threes. All right. Um, let's get over to the next game of the night. That's well, cool. hold on real quick question. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, I feel like this is a crazy question, but for, for anybody else, this is a crazy question, but for Jokic, it's not. Is there value on Jokic triple-double at plus 150? <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's plus 150 tonight? I mean, I mean he, he dominated it, it last was, At one point, it was like minus 105. Like, yeah. It was getting to I, the point where he was getting triple-doubles almost by the half. Yeah. I mean, it is, is, is it value on that? I, I, see bet, some, I can't bet that. I see a plus one ninety-five. Mm. I will bet that though. Yeah, like that's I mean, that's that's really ridiculous. Almost to the one I'll double at that price. That's really ridiculous. But Jokic keeps getting them. Like I'm not, you know, you know I'm not a Jokic guy, but yeah. I mean he had from, one earlier this season. Before him. yeah, before the all-star break, we were looking at his prop consistently at like minus one oh five, maybe even money. Mm-hmm. So are we getting a bit of a value because we're coming out of all-star? I think so. I think there's a I mean, possibility. His last, his last game is against Cleveland. He had 28, 15, and 10. Yeah. In 35 minutes. So, exactly. I mean, we think it's going to be a competitive game, so yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate that. 
All right, uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Boston Celtics in Indiana to take on the Pacers. This number opened up in favor of the Boston Celtics, minus eight. Pretty much has stayed at eight uh, across the board here. Total opened up at 234.5. That number has now been bed down to around 232 consensus. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, For the Boston Celtics, pretty clean injury report. Nobody of significance. And same thing for the Indiana Pacers. So both squads are healthy here coming out of the all-star break. Um, Dante, why don't you lose off with this game? Boston Celtics has an eight-point road favorite here against the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I kind of like Boston. Is they getting they getting their guys back healthy? I think it's a little bit of value on them to win the to win the East also because of you know stuff that's going on with Giannis. And nobody knows, I guess, his timetable or whatever. So I think it might be a little bit of value in Boston going forward. But in this game, uh, I kind of lean that way. I'm not going to play it, but I kind of lean that way. Pacers struggled a bit as of late, uh, only covering once in the last four games. Uh, they lost five of six. They are you know, pretty good at home, 19 and 13 ATS, but they they don't play well against the bigger competition, like the Bostons, the Milwaukee's, the basically the top three or four teams on each conference, they they pretty much get smashed by them. Uh, and I think it, I think it could be another smash spot. I just don't know if Boston will, you know, come out full throttle and just lay the hammer down on them, uh, like this spread is indicating. But um, defensively, Boston has held three of the last five opponents under 110 points. Uh, one of those games they play, you know, without Tatum and Brown and pretty much half their other roster against the Bucks. So um, they share the ball at a, a top five rate in the NBA. Uh, they shoot the ball pretty well. And one thing that the Pacers don't do well is they struggle offensively. Um, they don't rebound the ball 30th in defensive rebound percentage. So Tatum and company could clean up on the glass. Uh, they don't defend the three 29th and three point in effective three point percentage defense, which could lead to a lot of. Tatum, Brown, uh, even Grant Williams threes. So I'm leaning Boston's way. Just the number is a little bit too high for me to for me to bet. Um, Pacers worst first quarter team in NBA. So if you want to, you know, look at it early, get some money in and get some money out. I would play Boston early on first quarter, first half. But uh, as far as the side, I'd lean to Boston, but I, I won't be playing it. Uh, Terrell, and uh, a year older and a year. Wiser, are you still fading the Celtics? <laughs> no, you know I'm never betting. I'm never putting my own money on the Celtics. Like that's ridiculous. But what I will say is, is that I think that there's reasons to like the Celtics, and there's reasons to not like the Celtics. Now, the handicap that I completely ignored for the Denver game because it was Jamal Mar- Murray's birthday as well is I like fading teams that were hot going into All Star. Because that week off cools you off. You're not really uh, not really back in that rhythm that you was in. Like you finally get into a rhythm and you're rolling. You're winning a bunch of games. Everybody's hitting shots. And then All-Star comes. You have a week off. Some people are in Cancun. Some people are in Cabo. And you just lose it. You lose it all. And so I'm not necessarily concerned majority about their starters because a lot of those guys are missed a lot of time anyway. But it's those bench guys, those bench guys and people that were there and that started rolling the Sam Housers, the Mm -hmm. Peyton Pritchers had a good couple of games. Al Horford had a good couple of games. Those are the guys that I'm really, really concerned about today because they finally got into a rhythm, especially Hauser. Hauser is the main one. 
they finally got into a rhythm. They finally got the minutes. They finally were making a bunch of shots. And now all of that changes after All-Star. So that gives me some cause for concern for Boston. But it's also the fact that they are getting their guys back. They are getting Jalen Brown back. They are getting Marcus Smart back. Jason Tatum is still there. So they do have a really, really good starting lineup that can very well still carry them to this. So if you bet Boston tonight, I think you have a good chance. Okay. I think the one kind of argument that I would make for or going against Boston here tonight is that Indiana has actually been pretty good at home this season in an underdog oh, yeah. They're 13 and 6, I think, against the spread um, as a home underdog, which is around 68.4%. Uh, 10 and 4 actually straight up in those uh, spots as, oh, sorry, 10 and 9 uh, are in those spots straight up. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Pacers here. I think that. I think that though we would keep this within the number again. You talked about Marcus Smart coming back. You know he hasn't. I don't know how long he hadn't played. Was about two to three weeks, maybe even. Yeah, it's been that. almost. Yeah, it's been almost a month. Yeah, so I think that again, like you mentioned, like there'll be some rust for him coming off Jalen Brown um, in a competitive ball game. Now coming back with after the uh, facial injury that he had, now he's going to be playing with a mask. I don't know if he's going to take him adjustment to you know play with that on, and then maybe there's some rust for Jason Tatum after the shooting display that he had <laughs> in the All Star game. I mean, a letdown spot. Before. He has a letdown spot in a game that actually means something. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. So I'm going to go with the paces here. I'm going to go with the plus eight here um i'm gonna get go with the home dog here uh thoughts on the total here delante currently sitting at 232 yeah i lean under simply because of what boston does defensively and they're getting smart back um and i seen wayne was talking about rob williams dominating the glass yeah uh indiana is is horrible on the glass 28th and actually 30th in uh defensive rebound percentage 19th offensive rebound percentage so they're not going to get a lot of second chance shots um, I think the Celtics can suffocate them. And the Pacers, they haven't been they haven't been lighting the world on fire offensively. Uh, they've been struggling as of late. Um, so I lean to the under. I think Boston can uh, lock down some of what the Pacers want to do. Uh, Troy, thoughts on total? Uh, I think I'm – yeah, I think I'm going to lean slightly to the under. Just – all those players coming back for Boston, I expect to see some slight regression in offense, and I expect to see the offense in those role players like regress. I don't think Hauser, you know, all those other guys, like I said, they were really, really good pre-All-Star, and I think that that All-Star break really threw them off the rhythm. So I wouldn't be surprised if those guys have a little bit of a slump. Uh, I might do a first half under in this one. This might be the way I want to play it. Okay. Uh, my guy Wham pointing out going transitioning him into player props. Uh, Rob Williams was limited last meeting, but he dominated the offensive boards, expecting a big rebounding game from him, uh, from Robert Williams here tonight. Um, looking for his rebounding props in this game. I like it because Miles Turner be so fucking unserious on the boards. He is yeah. so unserious on the boards. You'll look at the game and he'll have three in the third quarter. Like, bro, you're seven feet. <laughs> Like, is he seven feet? Oh, no. Is he seven feet? What is he? Like, Miles he's like Turner? Six, he has he's like six ten, isn't he? Uh, I thought he's he was up like there. Yeah, he's six eleven. 
Oh, okay. Whatever. Round up. No, 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 no. I was just, I was just saying, I, I didn't think, I didn't think he. Uh, no, I didn't know if he was. You like, ask, you ask a guy that's five ten. He gonna say he's six, six feet. Foot, yeah. He gonna say he's you five. You ask a five ten guy. He gonna say he's six feet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dante, why don't you do this off with player props here, man? If you have it. <laughs> Actually, we, I guess we can. Tra- that's a good transition. I like Miles Turner over uh, twenty five and a half points and rebounds. So uh, he's over in nine of the last twelve. He's really the only inside presence that that Indiana has, um, and he also can <laughs> can stretch the floor. So, I mean, uh, matchup wise, it's not it's not the best for him with all those interior defenders that Boston has. But I mean, somebody's got to score inside, or somebody has to try to score inside. So, I think Miles Turner can can do that. Other than that, that's the only one I had. I'm, I'm not sure with some of these guys being back for Boston, how they allocate some of those, you know, like scoring runs or your turn, you know, with Tatum and Brown and how effective is Brown going to be in his in his first game back. So uh, I stayed away from Boston. Um, I might pivot to to Tatum rebounds uh, being at Indiana so bad, but I haven't played it yet. The only thing I played is the Miles Turner one, over 25 and a half points of rebounds. He's 6'11". 6'11". We're running it up to seven and, with shoes and, on. Yeah, he's seven. He's seven. Well, let's let's think about this for a second, guys. The trade deadline is gone, and we're post All Star, and the Pacers are what twenty three and thirty four, something like that. Is Miles Turner really going to be locked in for the rest of the season? Like, is he really, really going to lock in for the rest of the season? I mean, who else is behind I mean, him? Got to play. Just... Got to play solid at least. Who, no, man, but nobody... I'm saying he doesn't. He doesn't like this team. He wants to leave. Oh. He doesn't. We've seen people that do not care really be like, all right, like I know I'm gone in the off season. I'm just gonna or the injury management starts going like. I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm. It's a good. It's a great handicap, and actually, I might actually play it myself. No, well, maybe not the rebounds. I play points, but yeah. I mean, I mean, if Miles Turner, if Miles Turner had a bunch, I will say this: if Miles Turner under starts cashing at an exponential rate recently, I will not be surprised. I won't. (laughs) Nobody, nobody wants to work when they put their two week notice in. Like, who does real work when they put their two-week notice in? You you walk in, you may open up a couple of emails and be like, hey, y'all, y'all need something? No, I, I'm kicking back here. That's I feel like Miles Turner might be on that rather soon. Maybe not this month, maybe next month. But rather soon, he going to just start walking in the building and just checking emails, and that's it. Uh, Darrell Brown pointing out uh, certainly on time Lord's double-double tonight at plus 244. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. I think that he should dominate on the glass here tonight, like Wham was pointing out as well. Uh, Troy, you have any player props for this game? Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, the one I took was uh, Tyrese Halliburton over two and a half threes made here tonight. That's at plus 120. Um, you just kind of take a look at what he's done in his career against this Boston Celtics team. Uh, since he got traded over to the Pacers, three career games against him. He's knocked down at least four three-pointers. Uh, last game back on December 21st, he had 33 points, was 6 of 13 from the floor. Last season, 6 of 6 from 3, and then prior to that, 4 of 6 from 3 um, with the Pacers last season. So I think at plus odds, I really do like that play for uh, Halliburton here tonight. Over two and a half three point shots made at plus 120. Um, anything else for this game, guys? Well, I, I kind of like now, Mitch. Now, Mitch. Yeah, yeah Mitch yeah, just dropped like that. that. Let's. I, I like, like that. that. Now, that's a like player that. prop that I will back. I kind of like Marcus that. Marcus Smart over money. six and a half assists. Yeah, I kind of like. And just thinking that one, he's coming back. He's he's always been the main facilitator, and 
while I am concerned about the offenses slightly, I think that Marcus Smart's still going to be able to put the ball where it needs to be, whether he's feeding the ball to Robert Williams uh, down low or whether he just lets Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown go to work. But I think Marcus Smart coming back and having a really good assist day sounds like the NBA script. So I like that getting plus money. Yeah, I kind of like that too. I, it's just um... – I think he'll be more in a facilitating role, like even more than what he usually is, simply because he's coming back off that injury. Kind of, oh. kind of take it, you know, a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit slower, uh, progressing. So, you know, yeah, and Malcolm Brogdon too, for sure. I forgot about that. Yeah, Brogdon going back. He's off the bench. I wasn't team. looking at his props on the board. Yeah, this is a Brogdon revenge game. Uh, has he? Pl- I don't think they've. Oh, they did play one game. I think that was in uh, Boston. But let me see how he did in that game um, against. He's probably so. But if you, a lot of people that play in Indiana, Mm -hmm. like I know Gary Harris talked about it once because he he played for Indiana, and they say that when you go back to that field house, like it feels like home. Like you feel so comfortable playing and shooting the basketball there like old teammates and old players and all that, they feel really, really comfortable in that building. I don't know what it is about that building, but they feel really, really comfortable going back into that building and having great games. So this very well could be a good Malcolm Brogdon day. Yeah, I don't see his points. Let me double check. He's coming um, off the bench. He's probably going to come a little bit later. Yeah, check it later in the day, but I wouldn't. I don't hate that play. It'll probably be like 16 and a half, 17 and a half. Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night, gentlemen. It's going to be the Detroit Pistons uh, headed to Florida to take on the Orlando Magic. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Orlando Magic at six and a half. That number's now been bet up to minus seven as of this morning. Total opened up at 230. That number's now been bet down to around 229, 228 and a half. Trying to see some 228s pop up. So money coming in on the under. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Detroit Pistons, Martin Bagley is doubtful here tonight, um, and that is pretty much it. For the Orlando Magic, pretty clean injury report. Nobody of significance on the injury report for the Orlando Magic. Uh, Terrell, why don't you lead us off with this game? Uh, Orlando Magic minus seven hosting the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I feel good about this one. Give me give me the Pistons catching seven on the road. I think that this the Pistons are a really, really good candidate to have a good second half of the season. And it could mirror something similar of what they did last year. You remember last year after All-Star when the Pistons seemed like they were covering every single game against the spread. It didn't matter where the number is at. They were covering it. And I think that this is the same opportunity with the same – uh, similar lineup, very, very young talent. They're getting uh, – I heard Malcolm – not Malcolm, but uh, Bagley is playing, Marvin Bagley. I heard he's uh, been he's practicing, so he should be coming back soon. He's doubtful for mm-hmm. tonight. Okay, so he's for coming tonight, back soon, though. Back, yeah. And mm-hmm. Wiseman, Wiseman's on the team now officially. So I think that this is a pretty good spot for Detroit to come back and really turn things around from – how bad they look right going into All-Star and the Magic feel like they caught a little bit of a rhythm. They were only two and three in the last five games, but they felt like they were competitive in a number of those games. And they started to catch a really good rhythm towards the end of All-Star. So I like being able to fade them coming off of the break. I think this is too many points. And I think Detroit actually could be live to win this game. So, yeah, give me Detroit plus seven and I'll sprinkle on that money line as well. All right. Delonta, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm with you. I like Detroit also. I hate it, but I'm I'm gonna bet it because I think it's too high. The Magic aren't good as a favorite. Two and five ATS as a favorite. 
Um, I think the number is kind of high. The the athleticism can be matched by uh, by the Pistons um, with from the front line, especially with uh, Duran, uh, Wiseman, and uh, Precious. Well, not Precious. Um, what's the other guy? The one that was about to beat up LeBron, uh, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. So I think those three. <laughs> I think those three can combat inside with some of the size that Orlando has. Um, they won't allow any driving lanes. He wasn't about to beat up LeBron. <laughs> yeah, we, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't about to beat up LeBron. He, uh, but both teams he actually to earned himself a role on these dudes can't. <laughs> these dudes ain't trying to fight for real. Like he wasn't trying to beat up LeBron. Uh, yeah, that, that was funny. But Orlando, they struggle offensively. Um, bottom five in um, in offensive rating in the last ten games. So we all know the Pistons. They you know they're not gonna do anything well. Uh, I'm I'm just banking on them coming out playing hard and being able to to stay within the number. I don't have a lot on the game. Um, it's really not like any, you know, metrics that lean one way or the other. I just think it's a lot of points to be given to a Pistons team that's going to go out and play free. I mean, they, they don't have anything to play for. Magic have been playing well up to the break. So uh, give me the Pistons. Uh, with I'm trying to wait for like an eight, thinking mm-hmm. that it gets better up to eight, but I'll be on the Pistons for sure. Mm-hmm. Tonight. Orlando's been one of the uh, better teams at home, at least against the spread. Uh, 15, sorry, 17 and 12 against the spread at home, uh, but only two and three as a home favorite, where obviously being one of the worst teams or projected to be one of the worst teams in the league, uh, that you know they weren't going to be favored in very many games here. But uh, Detroit, uh, 14, 14 and two on the road, 14, 14 and two against the spread as a road underdog. So nothing really overbearing for them. Or in favor of them here for tonight, but yeah, this just seemed like a here too many points here for uh, Orlando to be laying at home. I'll make a consensus. I'll make it a team ride here. Uh, I'll go with Detroit plus the seven as well. Um, let's get over to the total in this game here, Delante. Why don't you lead us off? That number is currently sitting at two twenty-eight and a half currently over on WinBet. Yeah, I kind of lean over. Uh, both teams get to the foul line at, at a top five rate, so that kind of bodes well for an over. You know, people scoring with the clocks with the clock stop. Um, I, I just you know two bad defenses, uh, two mediocre offenses. I think just an up and down AAU type of game. So I lean to the over. Terrell, any thoughts on the total? No, I'm actually going under. I think that, I mean, the over is catching a lot of steam, a lot of money, but there's some big sharp movement coming in on the under. I'm curious to see if this line drops at all Mm -hmm. over the course of the day, if the sharps just hammer it so much that it drops. But what did it open? I mean, uh, it opened at 227.5. It's currently up to 228, but it's catching 74% of the bets and 82% of the money. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Like, that's a very, very public play. And I get it. I mean, you got a, a team of young guys. You got two teams that are towards the bottom of the league. They're tanking teams. You're expecting no defense to be played, all offense coming out of the all-star break. But, again, Cancun, these are young guys. They were definitely in Cancun. Like, they were definitely <laughs> out. Matter of fact, who Jericho Sims took a <laughs> – I know we're not talking about the Knicks. We'll get to them uh, Friday. But Jericho Sims took a picture of him at the beach after the dunk contest saying that, yeah, I'm still – like, it doesn't matter that I didn't have yeah. good dunks. I'm good. What, seriously? Yeah. Yes, he was at the beach. <laughs> so all these guys went and, you know, uh, I had some inside intel 
that the Chicago Bulls whole team basically went down to the beach. So they had a good time. Like it's a lot of teams, a lot of players that went to the beach and had a good time. So yeah, nah, I I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to ride the under in this one. I haven't seen an over that I was really felt confident about yet. Let me ask you guys this. So with with Orlando there, I mean, they're not like completely out of like the plan. Only four games back of uh of toronto and then i mean two games back of the bulls for uh the 11th spot so i mean they still got somewhat incentive to to play hard you guys think they can like make a push by any means no because i think they lose this game <laughs> i mean i mean maybe but just like going forward they, they have you know they they're not just gonna you know mail it in and not play hard they, they're right, oh, yeah, there, right no. there i mean it's four games yeah no no i think they definitely have the opportunity and we'll, it, it really depends on can can Mosley rally them enough to use what they got? Because we admit that they have talent, but they just don't have enough. They don't have uh, the level of talent that a lot of these other playoff teams have. So I think that they can make a run for a play-in and try to play in a play-in. But I'm still looking at them as one of you know still one of the bottom teams in the league and especially after they got rolling because they really copped a lot of those wins right before the all-star break like there was like a a span where they were winning and covering and winning a couple of games as dogs i think that that cools off a little bit that's just a gut call by me but i think that cools off a little bit and there's some regression in what they were doing uh let's get over to some player props here guys in this game uh you have anything as far as player props Uh, I didn't really. I'm I'm gonna go with my guy Bojan. I'm gonna keep rolling with my guy Bojan to score a bunch of points in this one. He's sitting at 22 and a half. I see minus 115 both ways. I'll take Bojan over 22 and a half points. And uh, somebody said something about Paulo Bancaro rebounds, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy. Because he, he struggled as of late, though. Yeah, like one, three, and five the last three games. So yeah, but you think about after the trade deadline, you move Mobamba, so now you have you're basically splitting time between Carter and Bowl. Like it's not like they're both on the court at the same time anymore. You're basically splitting the time between both. So he's essentially any given time they're on the court, their second best rebounder. So I think that that, especially in a game that I think goes under and there's a lot of misses, I think that there actually could be value on Paolo Bencaro's rebounds tonight. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, disagree with that. I did take Jalen Duren's rebounds here over eight and a half. Um, I mean, oh, that's a system play. I, yeah, I've just been on that. Anything under nine and a half or anything under ten, I'm, I'm on it. It's taking his over by two games this season. Against the Orlando Magic, uh, he had a game of 14 and 10 rebounds and then 7 points and 18 rebounds in the last matchup back in December. And, you know, Orlando's a pretty good rebounding team, but against the center position, they just haven't been very good this season. They're allowing about 14 point, yeah, 14 and a half rebounds per game to that center position. So I think between Jalen Duran and Isaiah Stewart, I think that both of those guys are fully capable of getting into double-digit rebounds here tonight. Again, if we're expecting a brick fest or – you know, teams with the rust and, and, you know, missed shots in this game, I think Jalen Dern should definitely get into the realm of double-digit rebounds here tonight. So I played over eight and a half rebounds for him. Uh, Delonte, you have player props in this game? 
Yeah, I'll just expand. I like um, Bogdanovich with uh, with Rail, 22 and a half. He's over in four of, the last, uh, four of the last six, including three straight. The Magic, they struggle with small forwards. Uh, Pascal had 25. Levine, I, I guess if you want to classify him as a small forward with him and DeRozan, but DeRozan had 20 in that game, or 19. Um, Jimmy had 22. Uh, Aaron Gordon had, I think, 37. So he's kind of like a hybrid small forward, power forward. So they usually struggle with those type of players, and I think – that Boyan, with his ability to shoot and, and get to the rim, I think that he can uh, pose a big threat to the uh, to the Orlando defense. So, uh, give me Boyan over twenty two and a half points. All right, going to be franchise pointing out with no Carter over one and a half three point shots made at plus one thirty five. Yep. I've been on that for like the past ten games. Yeah, he's had uh, at least two. And he should pull. The last he should games. pull one of Duran or. He should pull one of Durant or Stewart out, out of the paint as well. So I really do like that, at least for him to get a good number of attempts. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the first uh, game of the doubleheader tonight on uh, TNT. <clears throat> it's going to be the Memphis Grizzlies in Philly here tonight to take on the Sixers. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game. Sixers opened up as a four-point favorite. Uh, that number's now been bet down to minus three and a half. Total opened up at 228 and a half. The number's been bet up to 230 and a half, up to 231 in some books. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Steven Adams is going to be out here tonight for the Grizzlies. Uh, Luke Kennard also out with a uh, non-COVID-related illness. And then for the Philadelphia 76ers, pretty clean injury report. Everybody's healthy and a go for them. Um, Terrell, why don't you lead us off here between the Memphis Grizzlies visiting the Philadelphia 76ers? All right. Y'all know these my guys. <sighs> but. Steven Adams being out means a lot. I would have loved to see Steven Adams in this game and just to be able to, one, help them actually secure some rebounds, especially against a huge body like Joel B or even like Tobias Harris, like guys that are just hanging around the rim. Like Steven Adams really, really could secure uh, those rebounds. But I think I'm going with my guys. I think I'm going with my guys. Give it to Memphis Grizzlies to get this done. I'll take them plus three and a half, and I'll sprinkle them on the money line as well. 15, 8, and 1 versus the Eastern Conference this season. ATS against the spread. Looking at some reverse line movement. A lot of money coming in on the 76ers, which I understand, especially people getting in on them later as, you know, Steven Adams is still ruled out. Uh, more money coming in on the 76ers. But, and did you say Luke Kennard was out as well? Yeah, he's out as well. Yeah, so so a couple of outs for the Memphis Grizzlies, but this line is still coming down. Like that's a little bit of a tell there. And what the Sharps are doing, it seems like the Sharps are on Memphis this today. And I think it's the same reason I am. They're really good against the Eastern Conference. They get it done against the Eastern Conference. It's the Western Conference that they have trouble for with. And ironically, that's the conference that they called out. It probably should have, job probably should have said, I'm good in the East. Like, I'm straight in the East. I just got to get there. When I get to the finals, I'm going to win. But <laughs> uh, I got getting there is the hard part. So, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Memphis today as a road dog after all star to get it done. Uh, Dante. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't, even, I don't even think Memphis 
be able to get to the second round if they if they match up with the right the right team. I'm not a Memphis guy, honestly. I like Ja. I just don't like like they're just they're like the most overconfident, non-accomplished team I've ever seen. Like they talk like they talk like they're the Golden State Warriors, but they're not even close. But um yeah, like well, they are—they are second in the West. Like you can't—you can say that they're overconfident in terms of the playoffs, but they are second in the West at thirty-five and twenty-two. Like you can't take that from them. Yeah, I mean you can't, but I mean they just—they just—I think they just play harder than everybody else on a night in and night out basis. I don't think it has anything to do. I, I don't know. I just—they just talk like they're like three-time champions, and, and they are not even close. And they struggled as of late, uh, and they're one of the worst. ATS teams on the road, nine, eighteen, and one ATS on the road. The last five game, the last ten games, bottom five in offensive rating. They do play a lot of. They do play good defense. They play a lot of guys who can uh, get on the perimeter and and smother some guys. Uh, that goes well for under three. Three of the last five games have been under. Um, and you know the offensive struggles have led to to more unders in in the most recent stretch of games. I, I like Philly here. Uh, I think that. They have one of the better home courts in the NBA, 2010 and one ATS at home, tied for first in the NBA with uh, Cleveland. I think we just talked about that. Uh, they're 25 and 17 ATS as a favorite, uh, top 10 in both offense and defensive rating. The key to this game, I think, is going to be the Joel Embiid, um, Jaron Jackson, because I'm pretty sure they're going to try to put Jaron Jackson on Joel Embiid, and he's probably going to be in foul trouble. So that limits their inside presence of what they have. They'll have to play some Brandon Clark. Um, and I mean, I don't think that Philly offense, I don't think Memphis deep offensively will be able to, to shoot and score over that, uh, pack line defense that, that Philly runs. So they struggle shooting from outside, uh, you know, outside of Bain and, you know, Kennard's going to be out their bottom six in effective field goal percentage and three point percentage offense. So I like 76 is here to get it done. Um, they're playing great defense also uh, under 110 points allowed in four of the last five. Uh, they turn teams over. So if Memphis gets a little sloppy with the ball, as they're accustomed to doing, that could lead to some transition buckets for for Philly. So I like Philadelphia here. Uh, Memphis, they're going to have to show me that they're out of this funk that they were in um, over the past, you know, 10 to 15 games. Memphis is 4-1 and one in the last five versus Philly from 2021 to now. off, break the tie. <laughs> this is probably my favorite play of the day here tonight. I, I'm going with the Sixers here. Um, Troy, you touched on how they've been really good in non-conference games, right? And I think that a lot of those victories have come at home for them. But if you kind of look at their trends this season, uh, number one, let's start with uh, as an away underdog, not a non-conference game, but just as an away underdog. They're one in seven against the spread, 0 oh and eight straight up in those spots. So as an away underdog, they're not very good. They're giving up about 126 points per game in that, or sorry, 122.6 points per game in that span. And then in non-conference games, as a road underdog as well, 0-4 against the spread, 0-4 straight up, where they're giving up 119 per game. And we talked about how some of these teams, like the Philadelphia 76ers, have just been really good at home, and Sixers are one of those teams, right? 20-10-1 against the spread at home, 16-10-1 as a home favorite. Um, they're healthy. Uh, not having Steven Adams is, is I think it's going to be a huge problem here for the Memphis Grizzlies here tonight. I think Jaron Jackson is going to get into foul trouble trying to contain Joel Embiid. Uh, I think that James Harden has a big game as well here tonight. Um, you know, he didn't make the all-star team 
I don't know what he was doing over the All Star break, but uh, now I, come he, on, no, <laughs> Moon off now. Come on, you know we know what you he know, know what he was doing. doing. You know what Harden you, was doing. They may or may not be rumors that he was in Houston. I don't know why. Maybe for his restaurant, wherever the case might have been. But look, I, I think that this Memphis Grizzlies team, like they, like we talked about, I, the trends are saying that they've been good in non conference games, but it's been at home, right? Where they're nine and four at home against non conference opponents, but on the road. Like I mentioned, the numbers there, they just have been very good. So I'm going to go with the Sixers here. I locked this in at minus four yesterday. Line has moved a little bit against me at half a point at minus three and a half, but I still like it. I uh, also do like the over in this game, or at least a team total over for the Sixers here tonight. I think that we might see a little bit of pace in this game uh, between these two squads, and I think that Joel Embiid should have a big night here tonight. And again, if Triple, Day, Triple J does get into foul trouble here tonight, it's going to be barbecue chicken for Joel Embiid or whoever is trying to guard him here tonight. So give me the Sixers. Minus three and a half, um, and also give me the team total over for the Sixers here tonight in this game. Um, so you said you did like the over in this game. No, I actually like the under. Um, okay. I, I think that I, you got some good. You got good points um, to to your thing. My thing is, I think that Philly is going to make Memphis guard them for like. 16 to 17 seconds of the shot clock and then Joel and B might can clean up a rebound and they'll have to reset and guard him again. So I think they'll have to guard multiple possessions in the half court. And I don't think Memphis is able to do that. So in a slow grinder out type of game, I like Philly. Um, like I think somebody in the chat and also you brought up the, the triple J foul trouble. I mean, it's just, it's just inevitable. He's going to get in foul trouble against, um, against bigs that, you know, he's that are inferior to him. So, I like the under. I think it's going to be a slower paced game. Both teams playing incredible defense as of late. Uh, so, and with Kennard out, I'm not sure that the Grizzlies can make enough shots outside of Bane. So, uh, I like the under here. Well, in uh, that defense, they haven't had too, too much of Luke Kennard recently. So, yeah, but I mean, he, he was yeah. the only other shot maker that they had, you know, on the team other than Bane. Charles, you have any oh. thoughts on the total? Yeah, I'm on the over. I'm on the over. I, I disagree. I think that Memphis has a lot of a lot of not a lot, but they have some solid shot makers. It's just some guys with not some big names. And so uh, I expect expect them to be able to hit some threes tonight and a national televised game. So I think that the fouls are definitely going to be called. I mean, you have John Morant, you have Joel Embiid and you have James Harden all playing in one game. I expect to see a lot of people get to the line. So uh I think that the over is a pretty good look tonight. I think this is the first overlook. Y'all make some good points for Philly. You really do. But I just can't get past that reverse line movement. Everybody's betting Philly tonight. All the money is on Philly tonight. And this line dropped like a half a point. And if I'm sorry, 99% of the money in the line drops a half a point. That That's just the no way I can bet that. Yeah, I get it, man. Um there's always something to that, right? When you see reverse line movement, where the money's all over all the Sixers here tonight. Um, like if there was an out on the 76ers, then I'm like, oh, okay, they dropped because this person is out. Or then yeah. I can make some sense of it. I can't make sense of why this line would drop in every location, like not just one location. In every location, this line dropped. Uh, player props in this game here. Terrell, you have any? Oh, I'm taking my guy, Jaw. Yeah, okay. I'm rolling with my guy, Jaw. Points over today for sure. I think this is one of those uh job movements that where he's able to go in there like i said get to the line a lot national televised game put on a show and i I like memphis to win the game like i do think memphis has the history of being a really good against this philadelphia team i think that jaw actually has the ability to go out here have a really good game and carry this team to win so i'm going to take jaw over what is it 27 and a half Uh, i see a 26 and a half 
Yeah, 26 and a half points. Uh, Delonte, player props. I got nothing, man. I got nothing on player props at all. All right. I don't have anything either for this game, so let's just keep it rolling here, guys. Uh, next game on the board, let's get over to the New Orleans Pelicans headed up north to take on the Toronto Raptors. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Toronto Raptors minus, let's see here, minus three and a half. That number's been bent all the way up to minus six in this game. Total up and up at 226 and a half. Uh, do see some 226s out there now been bed down about half a point in this game um looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the new orleans pelicans dyson daniels is probable here tonight i know he was dealing with the right ankle sprain uh larry nance jr probable tonight as well zion we know is going to be out for about another two to three weeks maybe even more than that uh for the pelicans uh, for the toronto raptors i did see ogn and Obi should be back here tonight but he's officially questionable on the injury report and that is pretty much the only significant injury for the toronto raptors uh Delonte, why don't you lead us off with this game pelicans as a six point road underdog here as they visit the toronto raptors yeah on the open what you said it opened with three and a half or four uh open at minus three and a half yeah yeah on the open i was uh going to play toronto i was kind of waiting for the og news but i guess that kind of uh, got out. It got out ahead of me. So the Raptors are probably one of the teams I'm gonna be buying into for the second half. Um, you know, OG's gonna come back. You know, within the next, if not tonight, the next few games. So him being back helps with the versatility on both ends. Um, Jakob he adds interior presence. He can also switch on the guard. So that's big for them. They're able to switch out uh, one through five uh, and guard. You know, some of the better, some of the better uh, backcourts in the in the NBA. Uh, both of these teams, like in the first half, I couldn't figure them out. I'm kind of still, you know, in the process of figuring out who's who, especially with New Orleans with those guys being in and out of the lineup. Um, they are pretty good defensively, uh, eighth in defensive rating. They're a good rebounding team, but they struggle to score. Um, they just, I mean, Brandon Ingram being back does help, but, you know, Toronto's defense is poor. Um, they are bottom five in, uh, effective field goal and three point percentage defense. So they could be getting some open looks with CJ and and, Bri, and BI and even, you know, Alvarado and some of those other guys could get some open looks. They're going to get some looks. It's just that if they make them. So at the current number, I'll probably lean to new Orleans, even though I'm buying in on the Raptors in the second half of the season. Um, just if, if new Orleans can take care of the ball, which, you know, uh, Toronto is one of the best at turning teams over, you know, that could, that could bode well for them if they take care of the ball and able to knock down some shots. So I'm leaning to the Pelicans um, plus the points, but I am going to be buying the Raptors uh, long-term for the second half of the season. Uh, Terrell Raptors minus six right now hosting the Pelicans. Well, no, I'm starting this off by bringing up something that I didn't get to bring up. I was waiting until their next game to talk about it. But the last time that we handicapped the Toronto game, they were seven and a half points on at home, and everybody laughed at me when I said you should take Toronto. Toronto is the play here. They're gonna just go ahead get the win over the Magic. They're gonna cover it by seven and a half, and I got laughed at. Even in the chats, I got laughed at. Everybody said I was crazy, and lo and behold, Toronto wins the game by ten. I'm telling you here again. Take the Raptors tonight. Take the Raptors tonight. This is the play. You sit in here and you look at this New Orleans team that struggles on the road. And 11-17 and 1 ATS, 10 and 20 
I'm sorry, 10 and 19 straight up on the road this season. And then you go and you look at this Toronto team after All-Star in Canada. Is this really the game that you want to back a road team coming off of a long layoff? No, I think that this is a really good spot for Toronto where they feel comfortable after the All-Star. They want to go and make a push. Remember last year? Last year, they made that push in the end of the the second half of the season last year and found themselves into the playoffs. Nick Nurse is the same coach. Now you get OG Ananobi coming back. You have Thaddeus Young coming back, adding some size, adding a little bit of perimeter shooting as well. I think that this is a team. Yeah, Thaddeus Young has been a good a good role piece for this Toronto team. They get they get. Y'all don't watch Toronto basketball, obviously, because Toronto gets usage out of everybody. Everybody. Chris Boucher, Preston Sachua, Thaddeus Young. Hell, even the two games that Otto Porter Jr. fucking played, they got some usage out of them. Like, they get usage out of anybody they get, and now they have a big in Jacopoto as well that can actually clean up the boards for them, and that was the biggest cause for, like, the biggest concern for them that they didn't have a big that could really rebound them for them. I think that this Toronto team is primed to make a run and say, hey, we can be in this conversation for another playoff spot just like we did last year. OG versus uh, Brandon Ingram is the matchup that I love to see tonight. I can't wait to watch it. I'm all over Toronto here. I think that even with the the line movement in, in favor of Toronto, I think they still can get it done. Give me Toronto minus six. Yeah, I'm on Toronto here as well here tonight. Uh, this Pelicans team is just in shambles right now. Obviously, guys have been in and out of the lineup. I know they got Brandon Ingram back, and, and CJ's been there for them, and, and now you get the news of Zion going to be out for another extended period of time with the hamstring injury, but Toronto, we've seen it over the past, I don't know, five, six years. We talked about this on the recap, first half recap show for the Eastern Conference is that they just find ways in the second half of the season or the final stretch of the season to start winning ball games. I think that's going to start here tonight. I think you're at home. Um, I think Terrell nailed it where you have a team that has to go up to Canada in the cold right now and play a game in Toronto. I don't think that's a spot that they really want to get up for here tonight. So I think that, like we mentioned, I think OG should be back here tonight, if not the next couple games. But I still think there's enough with Pascal Siakam, with Fred Van Vliet, uh, Scotty Barnes. I think all those guys to really get the job done here. I think Jakob again, you know, we talked about this at the trade deadline show. They finally got someone to rebound the basketball for them. Uh, when they've really needed over the past several seasons. So uh, I think, again, Nick Nurse will get these guys ready to play. We've talked about it, like I mentioned numerous times, how this is just a second-half team. I think it starts here tonight. I'll lay the six here tonight with the Raptors here as well. Um, Thoughts on the total here, Terrell? You want to lease off of the total currently sitting at 226. Uh. The total, not really a play on the total. Uh, slight lean to the under just because I think that Toronto's going to put on a defensive clinic today, and that's really how you beat the Pelicans. It's not too many times that I think teams can go into a shootout with the Pelicans because when the shoot when the Pelicans are getting ready for a shootout, they're actually pretty good, and they can score a bunch of points. So I think that it's more of a defensive game for the Raptors. They try to slow the Pelicans down. They try to make it uncomfortable for them. So not really a good feel on the total, but – the player prop I love for this game, I'm Jacopoto over seven and a half rebounds, seven and a half. I mean, you just look at his game log versus uh, Jonas Valachunas. He's got 12, 11, 8, 11, 14, 4. 
So he gave us the regression game last game. I think he has another good game on the boards against Jonas as well. So, yeah, I like Jacopo to over seven and a half. I think that there's some value in that. I took both guys. I took uh, Jacoperto and I took Jonas Valanciunas here as well here at nine and a half. Um, he's he, is you just look at his numbers against the Raptors. I know they the Raptors finally got a big body, like you just mentioned, with Jacoperto uh, to kind of keep him off of the the glass. But he's just had a lot of success against this uh, uh, Raptors team rebounding the basketball. I think since he left Toronto uh, with when he was with the Grizzlies and now with the Pelicans, he's averaging 15 rebounds per contest uh, against this team. He's had uh, 10 or more rebounds in six matchups against Toronto. One, the one uh, he had. Sorry, when he had 10 or more in five of the six games, the one game we fell short, he only had nine rebounds, but he had games in there where he had 21 rebounds, 20 rebounds, 17, 13. So I think you, both guys should have a big night here rebounding. So I think if we think this game is going to maybe toward trend towards the under, like we talked about with the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic, that both these big men should have an opportunity to get into double-digit rebounds here tonight. So fair same-game parlay player, maybe if you want to throw that into a same-game parlay, uh, with these guys' rebounds, or maybe even double-doubles are alive for both these guys here tonight as well. So that was the one player prop I had for this game. Uh, Delonte, why don't you uh, give us your thoughts on the total and also if you have any player props for this game. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea on the total. I, I got zero into I I can make a case for, for either way, so I'll just pass. If I had to, I guess I would lean to the over. Um, player prop-wise, I like Ingram over 24-and-a-half. He's went over every single game in the past, like since February started. He's been over it every single game. Like, it's what he's doing offensively has been crazy. 25, 34, 25, 30, 35, 26. Those are his last games. And this is going up against solid defenses like Cleveland. Um, he's played, uh, I guess, Memphis. Um, so some some solid defenses. And I think that he'll be able to get what he wants Um on Toronto. Uh, that's the only player prop that I had. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night, a Southwest division matchup here. Two Texas teams. We have the San Antonio Spurs in Dallas here tonight to take on the Mavericks. Uh, looking at the, excuse me, uh, the opening line for this game, the Dallas Mavericks opened up as a 13 and a half point home favorite. That number has been bet up to minus 14. Do see some minus 14 and a half out there as well. Uh, big movement on the total here, 232. That number's open at 232. I'm sorry. That number's not been bet up all the way up to 239.5. So, see some 239s out there uh, across the board. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the San Antonio Spurs, they will be without Trey Jones here tonight. He's doubtful. Jeremy Sohan is questionable here tonight. Devin Vassell continues to be out. Romeo Langford is out as well. And Kim Birch also out for this San Antonio Spurs team. For the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Davis Bertans is going to be out with a left calf strain. And Maxi Kleba continues to be out with the right hamstring injury. Should be getting him back soon. But again, he is going to be out here tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Terrell, why don't you lead us off with this game? The San Antonio Spurs as a 14-point underdog in Dallas here tonight to take on the Mavericks. Fourteen. The Spurs suck. Fourteen. Fourteen. I can't lay fourteen. I can't. Fourteen is crazy. 
did the Cavs cover that? Did the Cavs cover that? No, they didn't cover that number against the the Spurs. When they had six, the Cavs were like sixteen and a half point favorites. Yeah, that's the only game in like forever that the freaking Spurs have covered when they were catching sixteen at Cleveland. I'm taking San Antonio. Like, it's ugly, but we got 14, it. Right. That's a lot. Like that's that's Bert. You don't even want to take 14 points in the NFL. Like, you see 14 <laughs> points in the NFL, and you're like, ooh. And you think I'm going to take it in the NBA? No, nah, I'm straight. Just give me the Spurs, man. Uh, Delonte. I got nothing on this game, man. Nothing except for first quarter over. First quarter right. over is is um, something I've been playing with the Mavericks and the Spurs both. Um, their fifth, Mavericks are 58% to the over. Uh, in the first quarter, the Spurs are 60%. Uh, Mavs, 6-3-1 the last 10. Um, Spurs, 5-5. Five and five. But you got to think that both of these teams are – line, it's lined at 61.5. So when both of these teams play, the first quarter total is going to be jacked up and they still go over. So I think little to no defense is going to be played. Um, as far as the side, like, I don't know, uh, maybe – yeah, I would just lean to the Spurs just because uh, the number's too high. I don't trust the Mavericks. I don't trust the Spurs either, but um, I pass. But first quarter over is something that, that I have played over 61 and a half. Uh, yeah, I'll lean with the Spurs. You're not, not, not going to be playing this game, but if you had to make a pick, give me the uh, Spurs on the plus 14 here. Yep. Um, total, I think that does go over the total here. I, again, I think defenses are going to be very, very questionable here tonight for both of these teams. Um, we have a backcourt of Luka and Kyrie Irving. We know the amount of points those two guys can put up, but I think defensively, this is not going to be very good. So I think there's going to be mm-hmm. opportunities. We'll see pace, I think, in this game. Uh, especially now with Kyrie there, I think they'll be pushing the pace a little more with him. I think at playing that point guard position. So I'll take the over uh, on the full game here. Uh, we've seen a lot of money come in on the over as well. Uh, player props in this game here, Terrell, you have anything? I, I mean, my question is for you, player prop wise. Mm-hmm. Are we still on Branham? I am. Especially with Trey Jones being doubtful for here tonight. I think he's going to get the start. Uh, Jeremy Sowen is also, I think they said questionable here tonight on the official injury report, but 13 and a half is conservative, man. I think that he, this guy's a bucket, man. I mean, we watched him at Ohio state. We've seen him in, in the league here. He, he can fill it up. Um, he's a, he's a great shooter. And I think that you kind of take a look at his past five games. He's averaging 60.4 points last four games here, 23, 18. He had a 10 point game, but then a 27 point game against the Detroit Pistons and talked about the backcourt for the Mavericks. Not going to be playing much defense, man. So I'm, I'm fairly confident that he gets over his points prop here. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, my only concern is just, you know, the, the layoff, hopefully he didn't get cold during the layoff. Cause he was really, really good. I'll back Brad up again. Yeah, and I think that even if it is a blowout, he should still be in the game because half of this team is injured for the Spurs. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm gonna, that's one player prop I'm on here tonight. Uh, Todd, do you have any player props? Yeah, so I like a few. I like uh, I like Zach Collins' points and rebounds over. Um, I didn't see a line on it um, as of earlier today. For who, I'm sorry? Zach Collins' points, points and, rebounds. and rebounds. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, but um, I like his points and rebounds. I like Devontae Graham over points and threes made. I know somebody was saying that in the chat. He's gonna shoot. He's gonna get a lot of attempts. Uh, and we all know that you know the Mavericks are susceptible to giving up three point attempts. Uh, he's probably gonna get up about seven or eight, and all we need him to do is make you know three. So I, I like him over 
uh, points and threes made. And I'm kind of with you guys on Branham. Uh, I'm a big Branham fan. My my one of my cousins is a big Spurs fan, and I was telling him Blake Wesley and Malachi Branham, if they if they stick around, it's gonna be a, a nice one to you know mediocre combo. But I, I like those two players. So those are the few that I have. Uh, twenty one and a half for Zach Collins points and rebounds here tonight. Twenty one and a half, you said? Yeah, points and rebounds. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. He's over in uh, he's over in uh, two of the last three. Uh, He's had double-figure rebounds in two of those games. So, yeah, I, I like him over. I like the matchup. Mavericks don't have a big inside presence, so he should dominate on the inside. All right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. Three games left on the schedule here. Uh, let's go over to Utah. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder are in Utah here tonight. Take on the Jazz. This line opened up in favor of the Utah Jazz at minus three. This line has almost flipped now. Uh to see some minus ones out there, do see this down to a pick now for this game uh, between the Thunder and the Jazz. Total opened up at 239.5. The number's been bet up to 240.5. Do see some 241s, even 241.5s out there now for the total. Looking at the injury report for this game, uh, let's start with the OKC Thunder. Uh, they are, where are they? Uh, pretty clean injury report. The usual suspects are out for the Utah Jazz. Colin Sexton is going to be out for this game with left hamstring strain. Uh, Delonte, why don't you lead us off with this game? The Thunder visiting the Utah Jazz. Currently, the number on win bet is minus one in favor of the Jazz. Yeah, if you can get plus money on OKC uh, on the money line, I would bet that. I, I bet it on the open at like plus two and a half. I just, don't think that Utah is going to be a team to bet on in the second half. Think they're a sale team for me. Then they're likely to trend, you know, towards down because of you know some of the moves that they made with trading two of the best key pieces off the bench, and uh, they're not good as a favorite. Eleven to eighteen as a favorite. The metrics are still you know somewhat mediocre, but it's kind of skewed to the to the hot start. OKC is the best team ATS in the NBA, 35, 21, and 1, mm. uh, 17, 10, and 1 ATS on the road, which is second best in the NBA. In the NBA. Um, they thrive as a dog, 26, 13, and 1. And, and they, they're going to be electric offensively. They've scored 130 points in three of the last five games. Um, they're just outside of the top 10 offensive and defensive rating. I think all the signs point to OKC getting it done here. Without Sexton, not much in the backcourt for um, Utah. So I, I like OKC a lot here. I lean towards them now uh, at one. But if you can get plus money on the money line, like plus 105, plus 110, I would play it there. The only thing that that's, like bothers me with the Jazz is the Jazz should be able to – I mean, with the OKC is the Jazz should be able to dominate inside. So Laurie should get what he wants on the inside. Kessler should get what he wants on the inside. Um but that's the only thing that points in Utah's direction. Everything else points to OKC, so I like OKC here uh, on the road. Terrell? Huh. This was so great at plus three. It was great. It was. You knew yeah. We knew what side to take at plus three. Yep. You knew what side to take at plus three. Now it's at a pick. And at a pick, it actually goes in the favor of Utah. I think the last couple of times that the game closed as a pick 'em, Utah won outright. And it makes sense because for the most part, a lot of people on that team probably left. Like I really, I, well, actually it was all-star weekend. So there probably was a number of people that stayed. 
But Utah's not going anywhere. They're staying at the crib. They're going to have a crowd the first game after All-Star Weekend. They're going to have a crowd. Lori is – I'm all over Lori's points today. And I think that Lori is also a ladder potential today just because I think that – all those emotions, all that feeling of starting an all-star game and being able to play an all-star game, all of that is going to roll over into this game right here. It's not really a layoff for them at all. They've been at the crib this entire time, just kind of hanging out. Or Lori has at least. So I think he has a really good game. And I think that all goes in the Jazz favor. Like, I think that that home crowd today is really going to will them to a win. So I was perfect. Like, fully prepared last night to come on here and say, OKC, it doesn't matter. Just take OKC. But at a pick, at a pick, the trend actually leans closer to the Jazz. So I I think that the Jazz are a sneaky team to go ahead and back here, especially with everybody and their mother backing OKC. Everybody, like literally everybody and their mother. My mother just called me earlier and said that she already got down on OKC plus three. So everybody and their mother is literally on OKC plus three today. Yeah, I think that no, you're right that that play was OKC at plus three. Now that down to a pick I think that Delonte nailed it that the advantage right now or in this game for the Utah Jazz is going to be on the interior where you have Walker Kessler. Laurie Markinen, you can throw Kelly Olynyk's name in there as well, where they should be able to dominate on the glass here. So um, I'll, at this number right now, at a pick, if it gets to plus one for the Utah Jazz, I'll take the Jazz here tonight um, if it gets to that point. But I think the value is now past if you want to pl- play the Thunder here at now down to around a pick or minus one where they were at plus three. Um, thoughts on yeah, the I'm not here? playing the Thunder at this point. Yeah. Uh, right now, the total is sitting at 241 in this game here, guys. Uh, Dante, any thoughts on the total? Uh, I'd lean over. Um, I think that both teams pose advantages, like you said, like we said, with the Utah on the inside. But I think the perimeter will be owned by, by Thunder. Shea will pretty much be able to get what he wants on the in, on the interior. Uh, J-Dub will be able to to hit mid-range jumpers and, and get to the lane. And I, I, don't trust, I don't trust Utah to defend anybody. They are... 27th in defensive rating, I think. Uh, let me make sure I got that right. They are, yeah, 27th in, in defensive rating. So don't expect much defense from them. So I lean to the over, thinking both teams has somewhat of an advantage on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, all right, let's get into some player props here. Uh, Terrell, why don't you lead us off with player props if you have any? All right. Like I said, I'm on Lori today. I think that this is a really good spot for Lori to just – Feed off the home crowd, the all-star crowd, everybody that's going to come to the game. I feel like that this is probably <laughs> going to be a packed game for them tonight. Over 27 and a half, Outback Lori Marketing. Of course, you know I'm on my guy Shay. I mean, I can't I can't not take my guy Shay for sure. So, you know I'm on him. But I also uh, do think of the same thing as the over. So, I'm going to back Josh Giddy over five and a half assists as well and – I think I actually kind of want to ladder that up. I think that's really low. You're getting five and a half at like minus 175. I'd take it up and catch some plush money on Josh Giddy. I think he could walk into seven assists tonight. All right. Dante, uh, any player props? I got nothing on player props at all. Nothing at all. Um, I think the one that I did like uh, was Kelly Olinick here tonight. I think that. Um, Either we're going to look at his points or assists here tonight. He's kind of come on since he's re- really came back from in- from the injury 
for the Utah Jazz. The two games prior to uh, the All-Star break, he had a double-double in both of those games, 28 and 14, 18 and 10. Also chipped in a game with six assists, two assists. He had a game with eight assists. So if you want to look at his PRA here tonight, um, if you want to sprinkle on his double-double, man, that's at plus 480 here tonight uh, against the OKC Thunder. I know that we talked about Walker Kessler and uh, Lori Markinen um, that may be battling for rebounds, but I think there could be a possibility where he can get up the assist there as well, um, maybe into the double-digit range. I'm going to spring a little bit on his double-double here tonight as well, but I am going to play his PRA over. Um, I think it's 21.5. I think that number's out to 22.5. My guy Mitch pointing it out in the chat. Um but that was the only, only other player prop that I did like in this game. Ooh, I love betting. I can't say <laughs> it, but I can't say it. But a book gave me uh, a free bet for my birthday. There you that go. was great. Wow. <laughs> Drop in the chat who you think I should put this free bet on. But a Mitch book just 26. gave me a free bet for my birthday. That was amazing. Wow. That's like I, – I tweeted this earlier that funding my parley is like the best thing you could do. And especially it's even better if you could if it hits. But like – Oh my God! I'm really happy about that. I appreciate that. Wow! Yeah. Thank you, book that whose name I won't say. And um, and, and Mitch, twenty. I bet you WinBet sent me something. I just gotta check my email. WinBet probably sent me something. When y'all sent me something, right? Matoy, I know you're watching this. I know y'all sent me something, right? I'm a when I when I check my email, it's gonna be in there. I know it. <laughs> Lazo, what were you saying? Uh, no, I was telling Mitch. Uh, he was talking about the uh, the um, the stat the, about the Utah defensive rating. It's twenty six, not twenty seven. So I was okay. off by one. All right, guys. Two games left on the schedule here. Let's get to it. The Golden State Warriors are in Hollywood tonight to take on the Lakers. Uh, looking at the line for this game, this line opened up in favor of the Lakers minus four. That number's now been bet up to minus six. Total up at about two thirty eight. That number's been bet up slightly to two thirty eight and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Warriors, we know Steph Curry is going to be out for another week or so with the, uh, I think it's a leg injury. Andre Iguodala is going to be out. Gary is it Payne just can, a week? I think, yeah. They said they're going to, re, I'm sorry, they're going to re-examine uh, him in a in another week, but they say he's trending in the right direction was the official oh, okay. things that yeah, I he read. He started so, like doing light workouts. On-court activities, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, really? So, oh, I don't know why. Did I, why did I? Did, didn't they say he was going to be out like a month or was that? Yeah, a month I ago think his last game was February 8th. So like next week's already March. Oh, so it was probably a month ago when they said, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 True. True. Uh, Gary Got Payton it. is out for this game as well for the Lakers. Uh, pretty clean injury report. LeBron and AD are probable here tonight, both dealing with foot injuries. Terrell, why don't you lead us off with this game, Warriors and the Lakers here. Um, right now, minus six in favor of the L.A. Lakers. Oh, man, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. What? Wait, hold on. Because I saw something yesterday that said Wiggins is out for personal reasons. Is that Wiggins is, that is out. Yeah. I don't see it on the injury. Yeah, he's out for, for personal reasons. reasons. But he's out. Yeah, he's out for personal reasons. Yeah. yeah. So, but as somebody who looks for any reason to get out of work on his birthday as well, I truly understand what the personal reasons are. You can actually scratch personal reasons out and just put birthday. Like he literally just took off on his birthday. And you know, I've done that as well. Like I played hooky and played sick on my birthday, so I didn't have to go to work, go to school, or do anything like that either. So Andrew Wiggins, I truly understand that. Happy birthday to you. You enjoy your day. But that just means that I'm putting everything that I was gonna put on you on D so, yes. I mean, that, it, it just all transfers over. It's not like I'm going to just, oh, not bet it. No, I'm just going to put it all on D-Lo. 
<laughs> there's so many like there's so many ways we could play D-Lo today. We could just have a ball with D-Lo. This is my guy. And the fun fact, I think me and Jamal Murray as well. I don't know about Andrew Wiggins, but I think me and Jamal Murray as well. We have the exact same birthday down to the year. To the year. Exact same birthday. So those are really my guys. Like, I don't think y'all understand. So we're betting everything D-Lo has to offer. Uh, looking, what's this points prop sitting at here? I haven't got down on D-Lo yet. What year uh, were you born? Uh, no, I actually don't see a prop. I don't see a prop. 96. Oh, yeah, 16 and a half. So we got D-Lo 16 and a half. Yeah, yeah. So like all the way down to the day and you know they got millions of dollars and i'm on here telling you to bet on people that got millions of dollars so <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> no but in terms of the handicap for the game and i mean everybody knows that i'm on d-lo for the birthday bet that's 16 and a half points uh yeah i'm back in points i don't think i want the threes today because i've been really bad betting threes i don't know if y'all been tracking like i've been really bad betting threes so i'm gonna just leave that alone for a little while but 20 plus points plus 170, 25 plus points at plus 550, and that's as far as you can get with him. But in terms of the game, I'm not laying six with the Lakers. What the hell? <laughs> I'm not laying six with the Lakers. Like, I don't care what changes they made to the team. They got to prove it to me before I believe it. I understand that Golden State is bad on the road and all of this stuff about road Golden State and the fact that the Lakers just beat them the other day, it feels like. But Six? Six is a lot. Six is a stretch. I think that Golden State can make this slightly competitive. Lakers win by three. I'm going to take Golden State plus six. Uh, Delonte, what do you got for the side end total? Yeah, I don't think it need to get you know more complex than that. Uh, I don't trust the Lakers to lay this amount of points at all. Uh, they're like right at 500 at home, a little under 500 ATS as a favorite. Um they do have an advantage on the inside with Anthony Davis and um, LeBron on um, in the block. But, I mean, Golden State's probably going to spray him from three a lot. The Lakers aren't as good defending threes. But uh, give me Golden State plus the points, and uh, I like it over. Golden State's allowed 120-plus in three of the last five games. Um, they lost as a five-and-a-half-point favorite um, just probably about two weeks ago, a little under two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, and seventy-eight uh, percent of their road games have went over. I kind of like the over in this game. Uh, the Lakers play with a lot of pace, um, and e- like I said, each team has an advantage over the other inside for the Lakers and outside for the Warriors. So I like the Warriors and the over. All right, um, any player props you like in this game? Anthony Davis points and rebounds. Um, just yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to go berserk. Uh, Jordan Poole over threes. And if you could find over turnovers, uh, I-, I like that too. Uh, Golden State is top three in turnover rate on offense, so they turn the ball over a lot. And although the Lakers aren't going to get out and force those turnovers, in unforced turnovers, the Golden State is still at a high rate. Uh-huh. So I like Jordan Poole over threes, over turnovers, and Lakers. I mean, and um, AD over points and rebounds. Um, yeah, I like the uh, Warriors at plus six here tonight as well. Uh, I think. It was, I believe it was a hovering at around four most of the week until this morning where it moved to minus six. But um, I think Warriors can keep it closer. I think Lakers do get the victory here tonight, but I think six is a stretch here tonight for the Lakers. Um, like Terrell said, I think I, we, I need to see more of this new look Lakers team with Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, D'Lo, uh, and what the rotations are going to be like for the Lakers before I can start backing them. And again, LeBron did say, 
at the all-star break that this these next or these next last 20 some odd games are probably the most important of his career because they don't want to miss or he doesn't want to miss the postseason and back-to-back years as a uh, NBA player. So um, I'll go with the uh, Warriors plus the six here. Um, I lean towards the under. I agree about the Anthony Davis props. I am on the his rebounds here tonight over 11 and a half. I think he should have a good night here tonight. If Kamal Looney gets into foul trouble, I think that may pose a problem for the Golden State Warriors here tonight, especially with Anthony Davis, who's since he returned from injury, he had been really good at you know filling up the basket and then rebounding the basketball as well. So over 11 and a half uh, rebounds for me for Anthony Davis. Um, anything else for this game? Terrell, do you have anything else for this game? No, no. Co-signing the pool turnovers. Yeah, problem, I agree with that. Plus money. Definitely yeah. co-signing what y'all said about that. But that's about it for me. I put a substantial – like I – locked it in while we were actually talking so i have uh probably a little bit more than i should on d'angelo russell to have a good game tonight but come on it's our birthday yes sir all right let's get over to the last game of the night gentlemen it's going to be the portland troll blazers in sacramento here tonight to take on the kings uh this line opened up in favor of the uh Sacramento Kings at minus five and a half. The numbers now have been bent up to minus six and a half. Do still see, do still see some minus sixes out there. Total open up at 239 and a half. The number's been bent up to 240 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Portland Trailblazers, they will be without Anthony Simons, Justice Winslow, Yusuf Nurkic. And for the Sacramento Kings, pretty clean injury report. Everybody is a go. Did see some news that they uh, Portland Trailblazers had some flight issues. They were either stuck on the plane for seven hours and eventually got canceled. And then Dame took the time to drop a a, a rap uh, video there on the plane. So I don't know. If <laughs> First of all, that's insane. That. <laughs> that's insane to be on a plane for seven hours. Like, no, that is insane. Like, you like we're trying not... a decision after like two, three hours, like seven no. hours. Bro, like what at that point, I'm like, all right, bro, like just put me in a terminal. Like, I cannot stay on this plane for seven, even though I have been on a plane for seven hours before. That's when the plane was actually moving. Yeah, I'm not sitting on a plane and it's just sitting idle for seven hours. <laughs> so, no, absolutely not. I, I could not, I would not. Uh, Toronto leaves off for this game, uh, Blazers and the uh, Kings here tonight. Man, I mean. And by the is way, six Portland and a half, not a lot. I know. I'm, I was going to say Portland to Sacramento is only an hour and a half, and a half flight. <laughs> they really could have gotten a car in Detroit. <laughs> could have got a team. But, <laughs> yeah. But is I understand the plane issue. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to back them after sitting seven hours on a plane. But six and a half isn't a lot to you guys. That's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a it seems lot. like it's a, lot. a lot. It's a lot. Um, but it's also the question: like, let's say Dame has an off night, like, who's then scoring because they're without Simons? Shaden Sharp, maybe. Shaden Sharp, Shaden Sharp, maybe Jeremy Grant. I don't know. Man. Cam Reddish. What if Cam Reddish wakes up? Yeah, <laughs> no. What if no? I'm, this I'm, could no. No more Cam be, Reddish. Man. All right, y'all saying y'all saying Cam Reddish now, but why, if Cam Reddish had twenty points, everybody gonna be looking crazy. Like Cam I mean, Reddish he has, as well does have something to prove. Uh, he has one good game every every stint that he every team that he's on, and he goes to nodding. Yeah, I don't know what happens. He has one. Yeah, good he hasn't game had that like, good game. He hasn't. 
had a good game for them yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, okay. We well, had 18 yet. against the Wizards in this last game. I don't know if that's considered that a All good right. game for him. I, I I don't know. When I be thinking of players that, you know, glorified – well, I wouldn't say he's a glorified – yeah, he's a glorified bitch player. No, he's not glorified. He's talented. Oh, whatever. We'll talk about that later. I think 20 points and more is a good game. 18 is solid. I think 20 plus, like 25, I think that's a good game. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to just give Portland the Atlanta Hawks treatment because Portland's really, really bad on the road, guys. Like, they are, they are not good on the road. And if you look at, you know, over the course of this season and previous years, like, they've, they've actually been not Atlanta bad, but kind of close. Like, mm. kind of close. So, uh, man. Can I lay six and a half with the Kings? Maybe I should just take the King. Okay, if it wasn't named the Kings, I would lay six and a half with them. So, I'm going to lay six and a half with the Kings. <laughs> just because It's really just because their name is the Kings while I'm struggling to lay six and a half. But I shouldn't do that anymore. They turned a corner, quote unquote. We'll see how the second half of the season goes. So, I'll lay six and a half with them tonight and fade them another game. But... I'm not betting this one. I'm, I'm not. Uh, Delonte, what do you got for this game? Yeah, I'm leaning to to Portland despite you know their guys being uh, being out. Uh, I like the over better. Uh, I'll get into that in a, in a second, but I think that there's just too many points for for Dame, and I, I know they have the travel issues, but they're right at 500 ATS on the road. If I, if my numbers right, 14 and 14. Yeah, 14 and 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they've. Uh, the only thing is. They don't play any defense, and not playing defense against one of the better offensive-rated teams in the NBA could it, it could get ugly for them. They've it's not a good them. idea, is it? Yeah, is that a, it's not a good idea, is it? Yeah, it's not. They would think you would want to play defense against one of the better offensive teams in the NBA. Yeah, they just don't have the they don't have the horses to be able to be capable of playing defense. They've allowed 120 plus in four of the last five games, uh, 27th in defensive rating, and the one area that they struggle in that's like really big is the three point line. They don't defend the three point line. The twenty seventh and effective three point percentage defense, and the uh, the Kings they are top five in those shooting metrics, field goal and rim percentage. They're top ten in three point percentage. I mean, the, it just all the metrics point to the Kings, but I just don't trust them as much to just be laying this type of number right after All Star break. I'm kind of leaning to to Portland. I won't play it, but um, I like the over a, a lot better, but I lean to to Portland on the side. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I, I this is six and a half. It's just it's a it's a big number for the uh, Sacramento Kings here tonight. Uh, if I had to lean, I would I would go with the Blazers here, uh, but nothing official for me. Uh, I do agree with the over in this game. I think we'll see some back and forth, some shot making in this game. Defense being questionable here tonight. Sacramento likes pushing the pace a little bit. I know the numbers don't really back it up, but if you actually do watch their game, especially when De'Aaron Fox is on the floor. Mm-hmm. One of the fastest, if not yeah. the fastest guy in the NBA, they like pushing the pace. And I think season wise, one A, one B. Yeah, top ten in the league uh, as far as possessions per game are the Sacramento Kings. So um, I'll, I'll agree with you about the over uh, player props in this game. Terrell, did you mention anything that you did like? Yeah, I mean, I gotta go with De'Aaron Fox. I mean, didn't Portland trade their two best defenders? Portland. Like is that is that is that an overstatement or did they not trade their two best defenders? But they got Matisse Thibault, didn't they? Oh yeah, okay, they do got Thibault now. I forgot about that. All right, all right. So they did bring. First of all, let's let's break that back. 
Why did everybody, as soon as Kevin Durant came to the West, they're talking about, oh, we need a defender now. We need to go get a defender now. Matisse died like, in the trades, and he got traded. And then like, everybody was trying to <laughs> – OG Anobi was worth six first-round picks at that point when Kevin Durant came to the West. <laughs> they was like, oh, we got to find somebody to guard Kevin Durant. Like, like these guys are actually going to stop Kevin Durant from getting whatever he wants. Like, that was just the, the worst overstatement I've seen this season. Oh, Kevin Durant's in the West, so we got to go get Matisse Thibault. First of all – you guys got to get into the playoffs. That's the first thing. <laughs> but, yeah, no. All right, so, yeah. Uh, I'm very actually – I'm not playing him yet. I'm not playing him yet. But I am curious if Matisse Thibel has more offensive game than we can remember. Than, than it's what, been unleashed. <laughs> like, I'm Philly very concerned back, if it was Philadelphia. Yeah, it it very well might have been Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, you see Dwight Howard saying that, hey, I could really always shoot. They just asked me not to. Like, this could really be Philadelphia where Matisse Thibel actually has some offense to his game and they just never unleashed him. Like Aaron Jones for the Packers, where you know he's good, but it's like they don't give him all the touches. So yeah. I'm, I'm just going to watch Matisse Thibel for about another week, maybe two. And if this if he keeps scoring the ball, <laughs> then I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna uh I'm gonna start betting Matisse Thibault's offensive numbers. So well I'm looking forward to that. And no, you know, Nick, the only time I've ever drunk a white claw was in the military with my military brothers. I've never had a white claw out of that. I've never bought a white claw out of that. If we've ever it was Fridays. At like three, four o'clock, when everybody's going home, we sit down and we have a drink, and it was white claws. But other than that, I'm not a white claw person at all. Let me go back to Thibel here. I think we might want to look at his rebounds and his, or um, sorry, his steals and blocks combo here tonight to go over. I know it's a very, very small sample here where it's only been two games with Portland, but in the two games he's had. Four steals in one game and then three blocks and one steal in another game. So he's at least four combined of those stats here tonight. Or sorry, in the first two games with uh, the Portland Trailblazers. Trying to find that number here. Uh, If we can find it. Let's see. Um, Matisse Thibault. I don't see it yet. Maybe as we get closer to game time because I think he does come off the bench. So something to keep an eye on for tonight. Uh, John, do you have any player props in this game? Yeah, I like Shaden Sharp over 10 and a half points. Um, usually whenever he gets the opportunity to play extended minutes, uh, especially with that second group, they when they stagger Dame's minutes and Dame's actually on the floor with him, he, he plays a lot better. Uh, I've been like banging the table for him to get more minutes. He's so athletic. He can shoot the ball. Uh, he got a long way to go defensively, but I mean, what young guy doesn't? Uh, mm-hmm. So I think he has a good game against a uh, porous Kings defense. I like him over 10 and a half, 10 and a half points. And um, I think that was the only one that I did. Like, I'm kind of looking at Dame under maybe, but I I haven't decided. You know, you play with fire with a Dame under, especially against Mm -hmm. a a bad defense. So I just lean that way. But the thing, only thing I've locked in for sure is – I was going to say, why are you on Dame's under? I I was just thinking – Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not fading Dame. I I think it's just – I think it's just – I don't know. I don't know. Mm. That, I wouldn't even let the words come out of my mouth. Thirty-five and a half is, is what he's at right now. Um, let me. No, that's me, ridiculous. No, that is ridiculous. But I can't. I can't just like. So, so you would bet. So you would bet him over. No, I wouldn't bet him over. I just not bet him. Like I'm not gonna take an under. And how? Like 
I would never forgive myself if I bet a Dame under and he goes for 50. Like, I would never forgive myself. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I was leaning. I was leaning towards him. I'm just thinking that they're they're gonna come out and and double him and and really get the ball out of his hands. I don't know. Just just a you know just a Mike Brown a, is a defensive coach, so you know. I mean, it, it he, doesn't he it doesn't have. I mean, they they're gonna have to do something to to prevent him from scoring. Like they're just gonna have to do something. So they're gonna have to throw some guys at him. They do have the bodies to throw at him. They just like multiple guys, but he could have an off night. Is but I mean, you betting on Dame to have off night. And he's the only one in the backcourt that's going to be shooting up 25, 30 shots. So just a lean. I, hey, I, I didn't off bet. night could give him an off night. Off night that's could true. give him an off night. Maybe. Is it his could, birthday too? Could. Nah, not his birthday. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that's right, all guys. I got. The only one uh, I like being is yeah. Shaden Sharp. All right. Uh, Trey, anything else? Nah, I'm good. All right, uh, before we get into our lock and dog for the Thursday games here tonight, let me tell everybody about our, our presenting sponsor. That's going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets, build your own bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100, limited state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. The Merch Store continues to add new items to the store every single day. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite T-shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. You got the NBA Gambling Podcast gear on there. Make sure to check it out. Uh, they have a lot of colors um, for the NBA pods. I know they have a mug. I know McKee was sporting that in one of his pictures that he put up. So definitely check it out. Uh, get some NBA Gambling Podcast merch over on the merch store. Again, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All right, gentlemen, let's get into our lock and dog for here tonight. Delante, why don't you lead us off with your lock and dog for tonight, my man? Yeah, I'm going to lock up the Cleveland Cavaliers laying two and a half uh, at home, one of the better home teams in the NBA. I think they got a good matchup with Denver. Um, it's it's more defense than I think – it's more defensively than I think offensively for, for the Cavs. So I'm leaning on that defense to be able to stifle Joker a little – and um, without Aaron Gordon, they're missing some of their defensive uh, prowess. So I like the Cleveland Cavaliers to get it done at home where they are 20-10 and one ATS and 60% ATS as a favorite. So I like Cleveland as the lock. That's for the dog. I'm going with Detroit. I just don't think – I just think it's a lot of points for a Detroit team who is probably going to be playing a little bit harder than they were at the beginning of the season. They got those rookie. They got a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys. You know, those guys will start to mesh well uh, going forward. So give me Detroit plus the seven as the dog. All right. Um, let me go here. And Terrell, you can close it out strong with your uh, picks and then your birthday parlay as well. Uh, for my lock, I'm going to go with the Sixers here tonight, guys. I think that the the numbers are just overwhelming right now for the uh, for the uh, Sixers. As you know, a home team, we talked about Grizzlies, how they've kind of struggled as a road underdog this season. Um, 
I think that we'll see, you know, Joel Embiid just have a dominant game. I think that uh, Triple J will get into foul trouble hill tonight. And I think that um, the Sixers will take care of business and continue their home dominance against the spread. Uh, that number currently sitting over on win bet at minus, let's see here, uh, minus three and a half as the official lock for me as the Sixers. For my dog, um, not a lot I liked as far as uh, a side here. So I'm going to go with a player prop in the double-double market. Give me – I like Kelly, Kelly Olenek at plus 480. Give me uh, Jalen Duren. Double-double. That number is at plus 225 is what I saw last for him here tonight. Like I mentioned, his numbers against the Orlando Magic. He's been in double-digit rebounds in both of those games. Um, yeah, plus 220 here tonight for Jalen Duran. Uh, rebounds he's gotten, and I think that he'll be able to get at least 10 points here tonight against his Orlando Magic team. Like, like I mentioned, they struggle against uh, opposing big men in the center position in particular. So I think that he can uh, get into the realm of a double-double here tonight. So plus 220 for Jalen Duran's double-double here tonight as my dog of the day. Terrell, uh, lock dog, and then if you want to give out your uh, parlay, my man, floor is yours. All right, for my lock. Toronto minus six. Feel good about New Orleans flying up to Toronto, especially if you think about what was going on in New Orleans this past week. Um, a little something called Mardi Gras. So uh, Mardi Gras hangover, then flying up to cold-ass Toronto and going to play a road game right after All-Star doesn't bode well. So give me Toronto minus six. That's my lock for my dog. Pistons plus 225 on the road. They get it done. And for the birthday parlay, I got to run with my guys. Give me Jamal Murray, 25 points, and give me D'Angelo Russell, 25 points. That is 14 to 1. My guys are going to gonna hold it down for a birthday today. So, And, you know, I'm on both of their ladders individually as well. So I think that's a very, very, very good, uh, good way to put that out there. There we go. All right. I tried to dig up the Stevie Wonder song. You let me know if this is it or not. There we go. There we go. That's better. That is better. That's for the culture. That is for the culture. Appreciate all the love, everybody. I see all the messages. I may not get to all of them uh, before the day is up because my phone is still blowing up. But appreciate all the love. Appreciate all the support. Go like the video. Go like the video. Do all of that. Uh, Delonte, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? That's it, man. Good luck to everybody tonight. Yeah, let's oh, get it, man. I got one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, quick shout out to, if you guys do not know, Athletes Unlimited, women's sports uh, league where they have professional women's sports. They have like softball, lacrosse, volleyball, but basketball is starting up today, 3 p.m. They have betting lines on another book. I can't say that name, that book's name out loud because they're not paying me, but they do have betting lines out for another book. And if you're not familiar of what Athletes Unlimited is, it's basically an alternative for women's sports athletes, especially coming out of college, to have somewhere to go play instead of having to go overseas to try to 
uh, play professional ball. Like it's another league for them. They have 44 players, 18 of which are WNBA players. The rest are former college players that are getting a chance to go pro. And it's a really, really fun uh, setup where they draft teams every single week and they play three games every team single week. They draft teams every single week, just like the all-star game. And the actual leaderboard of players, they have scoring. So it's kind of like fantasy and they have scoring. And then the player with the highest uh, points on the leaderboard is actually the champion of that season. So it's going on for about a month. Games kick off today. Uh, a really good market, um, really good basketball just to watch. So if you want to support women's athletics, it's a really good way to support. I got a couple plays that I'm on there. Uh, just pulling it up. I am on Team Sims to get it done as a plus one and a half point dog. And I am also on, let me see if this line has changed. Athletes Unlimited. So I am on Team Sims at plus one and a half point dog, plus 110 on the money line. And I'm on Team Cole, minus two and a half, minus 140. They got a roster. They have a squad uh, really good defensively. They got three of the four uh, top 10, not three of the four, but three of top 10 defenders in the league on their team right now. Tosh Cole did a really good uh, job drafting that team. So uh, if y'all really want to support me for my birthday, just check it out and uh, see if you like it, see if you do anything. But Athletes Unlimited, really, really great women's professional sports league. There you go, man. Check it out. I'm sure uh, Terrell will be uh, tweeting it out as well. So make sure to follow Terrell on Twitter and Instagram at reallywell underscore underscore. Make sure to follow Delante on Twitter as well at XXLanteXX. And then follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Uh, before you guys get out of here, make sure to hit that like button for the uh, NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube account if you ha- or this video at least. And then if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the um to the uh, to the Apple uh, podcast feed, of course, here on the YouTube feed as well. You guys will know when we go live every single day, Monday through Friday, breaking down the games as well. Um, all right, that's going to do it. Again, happy birthday, Terrell, man. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the weekend, my man. Uh, Terrell and Scott will be back tomorrow to break down the Friday games. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, get it, get it, get it. Because I'm gonna